Hello and welcome to episode four of MindWorks, Choose Your Thinking, live from Des Moines, Iowa, where we discuss and share our experiences with the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and hopefully talk about some strategies for living a happier, more stress-free life. Good evening. I'm Ben. I want to thank the audience once again for listening. I want to thank you for the comments that you have left on our website, which is mindworksforme.com. That's M-I-N-D-W-O-R-X, number four, me.com. We appreciate you leaving your comments, looking at our blogs, listening to our podcast, and by all means, continue to leave any comments uh, or suggestions that you may have that might make us sound a little bit better. Thanks, Ben. And I'm Mitch Kunert, MindWorks coach and consultant, uh, husband uh, and father of two. Uh, busy, busy time of year for me. And I'm super excited today because, we're ha- Ben, we're having a three-way. We're having a three-way because there's a third Hello. person on the mic today. <laughs> oh. You're making it sound way more fun than it actually is, but I'm glad to join in the discussion today. I'm Melissa Clayton. You heard me at the beginning. Um, I don't know what my title is. MindWorks Thought Partner is what I'm calling myself, Um, but I'm helping edit the blogs and outline the podcasts. And um, in addition to that, I'm also a seventh grade language arts teacher and probably most importantly, a soccer, baseball, basketball, football, and gymnastics mom, a a wearer of a lot of hats, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. The beauty to our beast, Ben. And as we said, like all the lady listeners right now, all the women out there are going, now we finally know who's truly running this show. It's, it is Melissa. Oh, I like it. Absolutely. What we like to do is we like to check in Mm. and then we like to check out at the end of the podcast. But we left here last time talking about what our goals were from last time. I'm on this huge Hamilton kick. So we started a couple weeks ago. I was talking about when Aaron Burr said to Alexander Hamilton, talk less, smile Smile more, more. Uh, and how beautiful that has been in my own life. Mm -hmm. I see things where I could add a comment or two, especially on Facebook, the politics around us. Oh, I want to say this. And oh, I want to say that. And I refrain. And you know what? I think my life has been just a little bit better. <laughs> and we realized that I don't think I set a goal last week. Uh, you know, I, I had talked earlier about being just present with my family during the holidays. And I, and I think that's just something that I, I, it's become more natural with the com- continuing understanding. And we're going to switch today. And we're going to start talking a little bit about anxieties. And so, um, you know, if we talk about what's now causing anxiety, what's on top around the room for me today, uh, a couple of days away from Valentine's Day. Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> so I am in that boat of my beautiful, beautiful wife. Um, I have to find that perfect Valentine's gift that Super expresses expensive. my love. Mm-hmm. Super expensive and clearly purchased long time ago because I was fully prepared for this or tomorrow. But And you it, made it yourself. Yes, it's homemade. No, mm-hmm. but for, for real, there is, people do have some anxieties around that piece of it and... Uh, I do. I want to express how much she means to me. And uh, it's more than just one day, but it is an important day. So you can't forget it, gentlemen. So get out there and get what you need to do. So, Ben, you were talking about the eye of the hurricane. What were you what have you been focusing on? Well, that's the next Hamilton song, one of my favorites, when he is talking about being in the eye of the hurricane. And we actually use that when we teach in school and about how kids need to understand that no matter what goes on outside of their world, they are at the center of that storm. And you can either let that affect you or you can be the eye of the hurricane. And the eye of the hurricane is you're the one at peace. And no matter what goes on in your world, 
at the center, at the heart of it, you have the choice to be at a place of peace and calm. And that's being in the eye of the hurricane. Melissa? So, <laughs> my goals, um, I didn't share them with you last week or the week before because full disclosure, I have been extremely nervous to be a part of this podcast. I was supposed to be a part of it last week, but my anxiety got the best of me and I started overthinking things and I started getting in this cycle of thinking that I wasn't good enough and that I would not um, have a anything to contribute to this podcast. Ben and Mitch um, have been teaching a 3P class together for several years. They have really good chemistry together. They have a good following in the district. And um, I didn't know if I was going to fit into that, if I would take away from it or if I would make it better. So I'm throwing myself out there this week. And so my goal this week is to be confident in myself and know that I do have something to share with you um, because I know that there are people that can relate to my situation. Absolutely. And that's the thing that you're, what you bring, like, doesn't matter. Like it it doesn't, we're talking about this. So, but thank you for being with us today. It's it's important to have you. And, uh, we're really excited to, to continue this forward. And it's true. I mean, Beth, you and I have, we have so much podcast experience. I mean, we have three other episodes. Three and a half. Yeah. There was the half. Oh, there was a half. That's right. And And so, yeah. So discarded that. (laughs) I mean, professionals. I mean, you might be comparing us to Ron Burgundy's new podcast right now. Uh, (laughs) We're way better than that. I mean, he's only got one one podcast out there right now. (laughs) (laughs) 1.5. So when Mitch and I teach this class and we teach uh, centered around full disclosure, it's called the three principles. And it was this welder in Scotland named Cindy Banks. And he had this epiphany, which is the trinity of life centers around mind, which is the energy of the universe. It gives us life. Take that, put that aside for a second. Everything else comes down to thought and consciousness. And truly, anxiety is a thought. It's what you are thinking. And the beauty of the consciousness piece of the three principles is that once you become aware of your thought and what's causing that anxiety, you can shift your thinking. Mm -hmm. And Melissa, you're not alone. You're sitting with two people who also suffer from anxiety. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, it's not just us. According to the World Health Organization in the United States, there's 40 million adults, that's one in five, that suffer from anxiety. Around the world, the same source says, there's over 300 million people suffering from anxiety. Absolutely, and we work in the school systems, and so we see every day, and I've heard it over and over again, and I I believe we live it, anxiety is increasing amongst our kids. Um, There's a lot of studies out there that have shown that kind of the exposure that they have, uh, social media components, there's just a lot of things that are weighing heavier on our kids now than they did even 10 years ago. And so that's one of the components that we're going to talk about. And we need to address this. We're going to go around uh, for each of us to just talk uh, at the small level of anxiety and maybe some upper levels, but from the different hats that we wear in in our our lives. Yes. And I, I... before we do that, Mitch, can yeah. you tell us exactly what anxiety is, how it's defined, how does it feel to people? Yeah. From from my standpoint, that what anxiety looks like from us, it's it's usually the worry of what's 
not what's to come. Uh, and we, we talk about in the class when we do a comparison here, we, we look at two aspects. We look at people that bring things from the past forward that can lead to the, the depression state. And anxiety is really looking forward and anticipating what is to come. So it's, it's that worry. It's difficult to control. Um, you know, what, what happens to our physical body, it, we become restless. We have fatigue. Uh, it impairs our concentration, irritability. There's a lot of just um, physical factors that anxiety can bring on all the way to, and, and I've experienced this personally, to a physical um, nausea almost or a, a physical sickness. Uh, we've seen this um, happen with our students in many cases. Like a, I've had parents tell me, well, I, they're just faking it. And the bottom line is there's something going on that they're so concerned about or they're concerned about the next relationship that might happen that it, it does manifest itself physically in the body. You become, you actually do become sick. You feel ill. And it so, keeps them from coming to school. It absolutely does. Absolutely does. Mm -hmm. So we, again, we want to just kind of talk about some of our personal experiences with anxiety and, and, you know, Melissa, you shared the first one, um, in just in terms of how you felt about just joining us in this podcast today. Um, and I, I want to just address that just a little bit, you know, it's a comparison. Like you, you're looking at other people, you're worried about what other people might think. For me, um, public speaking has never been a, an issue for me. But one of the issues that I do have is, is uh, this is a small one for me, but it's, it's big. If you ask me to write something in front of a class or, or spell things, I have tremendous anxiety. And it's crazy. Like I will start to sweat. My hands, my palms will get sweaty. Or the other thing that, that stresses me out a lot is reading the names of my kids in front of a large, a large audience. And the reason for that is that I respect my kids so much that I don't want to get that wrong. And sometimes the names are hard to pronounce. And so I, I know if I get it wrong that I've burned a bridge with that, that, that student or that family. And so those are a couple of things that really do affect me drastically on a kind of a small anxiety level. Ben, what about you? Well, for me, I think that, you know, with the people that are closest to us, oftentimes we have anxieties. So for me, it's my family. And for the longest time in my life, I had anxieties because I was so concerned of what my family thought of me. And my own behaviors were dictated by the thinking of what they were thinking of me. I had this, you know, this, this moment of enlightenment and it actually happened during an 11 year absence from my family where I understood the three principles. We were introduced to the three principles. And I began to think that, you know what, if, if my family doesn't want to think the best thoughts of me, if they want to think in any way that I have failed in one regard, if they want to think whatever they want, I have to allow them that. I can't control that. And that was incredibly liberating for me to know that I can walk into a room, whether it's with my family, whether it's with people I don't know, absolute strangers, and realize that if I have a negative thought, because I am conscious of that negative thought, and again, we, we talk about the three principles. We, go, we, go, we always begin by talking about we have 100,000 thoughts in a day, and oftentimes we don't even know what those thoughts are, but they make us feel a certain way. And so when I'm beginning to feel anxious, when I'm beginning to feel nervous, I catch the thought that has led me to that point. It has completely changed my view of the world. And it has, it has really brought out this incredible freedom, whether it's with my family 
I always had these anxieties about being in a family unit, whether it was going on a family vacation, whether somebody would say something, a sister, a brother, mom, dad, whatever it was. Um, and that has completely changed. And that has transcended to my professional life, which I'm incredibly grateful for. So I haven't necessarily gotten to that point of Zen yet. I'm still working <laughs> on it. Um, but, you know, as I was thinking about this podcast and thinking about talking about my anxieties, Mitch had mentioned before uh, about how a lot of my anxieties revolve around comparing myself to others and feeling like I'm not good enough. And um, one of my biggest roles or hats that I wear is being a parent and I'm a divorced parent and I have a really good co-parenting situation with my ex-husband, but because I only have my kids 50% of the time, I I feel like I really have to maximize that half-time situation that I have with them. And I, I feel like a lot of times I'm not present enough with them or I'm not showing them a good enough time or... Um, they're not having as much fun as they might have with their dad and their dad takes them on more vacations. And so that comparison thing is, is something that keeps me awake at night mm -hmm. and that I obsess about at two o'clock in the morning. And, um, that's something that I really need to work on. And Isn't maybe, that a yeah. little bit of Facebook too? Yes. I mean, aren't we always comparing ourselves to what people are putting on Facebook, whether it's the car, the house, the oh, family, whatever it is going absolutely. on vacation? Absolutely. And I only put my, you know, happiest moments with my kids on Facebook for the rest of the world to see. And I'm sure that other people do that, too. And um, so when I look at that, again, it's it's something that's about comparison that causes me anxiety. That's probably not something that's real. It's about perception versus reality. And I need to focus on that well I think it comes down to any kind of relationship you know and so coming from the standpoint you know I talked about Valentine's Day you know and I don't I don't take that lightly but but you there's constant anxiety about um like again am I doing the right things as a husband do I need to yeah am I expressing myself correctly or or are they understanding how much I care um, all these things or, or, oh man, they seem mad today. What did I, did I do? Did I do something wrong? Is that, you know, you're constantly analyzing probably. yourself. <laughs> probably. Just yeah. kidding. Oh, no, you're probably right. But f from that aspect of, of where just anxiety comes from, it's worry. It, it's the constant thought of the thoughts that go through your mind of like, what if, what if, what if? And mm -hmm. so what our class hopefully helps us with is that slowing down that process and just catching you when you're doing that. So Ben, do you have other anxieties too that you want to bring forward at this point? Or do you want to talk about what we do? Well, I think, I mean, I think it's a huge piece to it. I think it's interesting the fact that, you know, so many of, of my own anxieties of the things that I'm predicting are going to happen. 99.9% .9 of the time they don't ever happen. Yeah. I think it's Mark made Twain, up in your head, right? Right. And Mark yeah. Twain said that that something about the worst things that, that ever happened to them, ever happened to him, never actually happened. All of the tragedies that you live in your head right. never really happen. I remember mm -hmm. that from the first class I right. took with you. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to live in that world of tragedy. And so when I feel that thought coming on, and, and, and I, for the longest time, had a, had a problem going into public functions. I, I love my home. I love being in this little place. I love the TV. I just like everything around me, which is mine, to be around me. It gives me comfort. I never liked 
to leave the cave. And I certainly didn't like to leave the cave to go to a party, to go to a bar, to go to, go to the airport, to go to the airport. <laughs> Social anxiety. There Absolutely. And, and then I realized that I did have the power to control that thinking. And I remember I, I, I've used this example many times over that I've gone to the airport and I could physically feel my stomach churning. And, and I always say it's not about getting on the plane and the plane crashing because that part of it I can deal with. But it's actually the part where I have to go in that long line. I have to be there, you know, an hour and a half, two hours before the flight leaves. I got to make sure I make the flight, right? I got to make sure I get through the, the safety check. I got to make sure I get to the Take off your shoes fast enough and exactly. your belt and all of that stuff. And there are all these <laughs> things that I want to, and I certainly don't want to slow down the guy behind me who's rushing to go to, you know, Bismarck, wherever he's going. So I had these anxieties. And when I feel physiologically that churning in my stomach, that's when I'm, I'm noticing that's my thinking that's causing that. Take a step back. You know what? I can go to the airport. I could have the most incredible experience of my life if I want to, if I choose to see it differently. And what I like to do now is I like to put on the headphones. I like to listen to music. I read the signs. I am prepared to that safety check. I mean, I'm good to go. I'm leading the way. Like, I am running that ship. And now it's just an entirely different perspective. I like to people watch, I like to have conversations with people I don't know who don't know me. And again, it is just this incredibly liberating experience where I'm really enjoying the moment of life. I love what you said. You said the moment of life. And, and the, one of the key factors, the thing that I think people take away from this class is keeping yourself present. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned it earlier. You can live in the past and you can bring sad tragedy components back forward, process through your mind, brings you to a certain feeling. Or you can have this anxiety of, of what's to come and try to plan for every outcome, everything. And, and there's a lot of people that are planners. And, and I'll say that in our class, a lot of times we do, we, who's a worrier? You raise your hand and they'll all, like everybody have their hands up and we'll talk through some of those components. Being present is what's changed my life. I and mean, it really has. Um, as a building principal, believe me, I get hit with, I get hit not only with my own anxieties of leading a building and what my teachers think about you or what my students or parents think about me, but then you, I also have to wear the anxieties of many of my teachers. They're going to come to me and they're going to talk to me about what's, what's causing their stresses. And I always find myself coming back to the same thing. And I usually ask the same question, did it, did it happen yet? Like, or, or what is what you're stressed out about? Did it occur? Like, has it happened? Um, I, we use the example, the, the principal's email. Mm -hmm. I love it. See me in my office right. after school. Right. I get those emails a lot, by the way. <laughs> well, we're all, we've been there, all right? We've all been there. See me in my office. And so immediately, uh, unfortunately, our natural response for that is automatically thinking, and, and, and we can, you've all done this, like, oh, okay, well, I'm obviously going to get fired this afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, now that's going to lead to me not being able to pay my house bills. We're going to be homeless next week. I don't, I guess I have to give my kids up because I can't afford them anymore. So like you just go through this worst case oh, scenario. Absolutely. And stop for just a second because there is the other possibility. I could actually be calling you to my office and I'm using myself as the example here to tell you, you know what, you've been nominated for the presidential teacher of the year. Um, but we always tend to the negative. And I, I think the practice of three principles has helped me realize that you don't have to do that. You, like you, you don't. And here's the deal. If they do come call me to the office and gosh forbid, they say, you know what? Something happened that we have to let you go. 
in that present moment, I still know that I'm going to have the wisdom to move forward. I'm going to be okay. And so that's been pretty powerful for me to know that I, I'm, 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 with, I'm wise. Like I will know what to do when it happens, but don't make stuff up. Don't, don't pretend something's going to happen. So when I first took the three principles class from you two, um, you introduced me to Sidney Banks, who is the founder of the three principles. And one of his quotes that I was reading in his book recently was um, that mental health lies within the consciousness of all human beings, but it is shrouded and held prisoner by our own erroneous thoughts. And we quoted some uh, research at the beginning of this um, podcast, but according to medical news today, anxiety, which we all have obviously, um, is only a problem when it extends beyond logical worry in an unreasonable, unwarranted, uncontrollable way. And again, that speaks to me that there are so many things that we make up in our head that we live through that don't ever really happen. One of our one of our great friends, and I'm sorry to, to jump in here, but uh, Tony Wilson. I'm going to mm-hmm. give him a shout out here. Mm-hmm. He's the one that that has brought that forward. He talks about we're all you know we go to the University of MSU, and he loves he loves the acronyms because we're all educators and we love acronyms too. But uh, the University of MSU is we make stuff up. We just make stuff up that that's not real and and. There's a way to, you can control that. That's the beauty of it. The piece of that is that you can control that. It, it's a way you've got to slow your mind down. You've got to slow some thinking down and you just have to deal with the real, not the, the made up. And so one of the things, and I, I mean, I'll never forget this period in my life, is that when I had this breakup with my family, I was, I was hurt, I was angry, I was upset. I'm sure they were too. But I can remember being alone in my house, trying to go to sleep, two, three in the morning, and I wasn't really in my room. I was five years before in a fight with my mom, with my dad. I was five years into the future thinking about, well, what's going to happen when I run into them in the grocery store? What are they going to say? What am I going to say? And of course, none of that actually happened. But one of the things that I realized, like we've already talked about, was getting back to present. And that was the beauty of the three principles. So how do I do that? Well, (laughs) the first thing is breathe and breathe and, and be very conscious of the breath. Be aware of the inhale. Be aware of the exhale. And pretty soon you're not thinking about what happened in the past and you're not thinking about what's happening in the future. And you know what's going to happen two seconds later? You're going to go right back to that place where you're thinking of the past. You're thinking of the future. And the more that you are aware of what your thinking is doing to you, the consciousness piece of this is that you can choose to put yourself back in the present. And whether that's looking at the colors in the room, whether that's looking at the fibers in the carpet, you are taking a moment of your life. And for that one moment, there is nothing else but being present. My daughters, nursery rhymes, you know, or, or some teachings that we've had, you know, sticks and stones can make, break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Um, I, I've changed that now. It's sticks and stones may break my bones, but thoughts will never hurt oh, me. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I mean by that. So um, one of the things that is a big takeaway from our classes is always to, to remind people that, and I'm going to ask you this, have you ever been hurt by somebody else's thinking? And I, this is a rhetorical question. Like, and I'm not talking for the same. So Ben, if you're sitting over there right now and you don't like the vest that I have on, because mm-hmm. this is a sexy vest, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> But if you're, if relative, you're, but yeah. if, if, if you're thinking over there that that vest is hideous and I, I don't, I don't care that in, and, and somebody once told me and it took a lot of pressure off me is that it doesn't matter what other people think about mm-hmm. you. 
And that's a key to it. It doesn't matter what other people think about you because that a thought, their thought, that's their business. I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to judge you for that piece of it. Um, especially if you're outside my circle of influence, I will say it's a little more difficult for the in, in close folks, you know, because I do care what my wife thinks. And I do care what my kid thinks, but for the most part, what gives me confidence, what I can do a podcast like this to thousands, maybe millions of people listening out there. If you don't like what I'm saying, doesn't affect me. I know, I know the effect the three P's have had on my life and that's all that matters for me. And I hope that we can extend that to somebody else. But if you are sitting there going, I hate this podcast. These guys are idiots and this lady. Um, it doesn't Not affect. The lady. Not, Not the lady. Not the lady. The ladies. She's so much better. But it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. There's a, there's a quote in my room, my classroom, uh, from Abraham Lincoln, and I think there's a dispute whether he actually said this or not, but I think you'll understand the point. You can fool all the people some of the time and some of the people all the time, but you cannot fool all the people all the time. The position that I'm in teaching, coaching golf, I actually like to take out the word fool, and I like to put in the word please. You can please all the people some of the time, and some of the people all the time, but you cannot please all the people all the time. As a teacher, as a coach, we make decisions, and, and some of those decisions are not good decisions, but they're the decisions that we have to live with. I have to be comfortable in that decision and know there are certainly going to be some parents who are not going to like the decisions that I make. I may not be playing their son that they think should be playing part of our top six. Um, but I also have to accept the fact Instead of getting defensive about that, I can choose to think of it differently. And I can choose to think, you know what? They are a parent. They are protecting their child. What parent wouldn't want to protect their child? What parent wouldn't want to see the best for their kid? And because I am empathetic and because I understand that, my thinking has shifted. So I think that I am far less defensive than I would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a couple of points that we can take away from this. I, I know that Ben was just referencing empathy and trying to look at things from other people's perspective. Um, but then, again, I was talking about how a lot of my anxieties come from comparing myself to others and um, worrying about what other people think about me. Um, so I... I as we wrap this up and as we wrap our other podcasts up in the future, we want to talk about what goals we want to set for ourselves for the week. And I know that number one, I'm super proud of myself for doing this podcast. We are proud <laughs> of you. I'm here. You dominated um, this thing. But I, I think that um, one of my goals for the week is to think about, you know, what's important to me, not what's important to other people. Um, and, and what's important to me is maybe being present at those basketball games and enjoying watching my son instead of thinking about what the other moms are wearing and what they're thinking about my conversation and what I'm bring, bringing to the table and the stands that we're sitting in. So um, that's my goal, to, to think about what's important to me and not necessarily what other people are thinking about me. Uh, for me, thanks, Melissa, for that. For me, I, I'm going to be leading some professional development that is at best controversial, I guess, in our district right now. And it's been going, it's been going okay. But again, it's something that puts me up in front of a group of teachers where I know some people are agreeing, some people are disagreeing. And so I could have a lot of anxiety about that, but what my goal is, is just to be really honest with where I'm at in things and have honest dialogue and conversations. And again, remind myself to be 
present with their concerns and try to try to show them that let's not make stuff up let's work with what we've got and let's not try to solve every problem that might come down let's just take some little pieces little chunks at a time to get us through this because hopefully that can bring their anxiety down about it they'll respect you for that i hope so Uh, i have a car you do? Okay. Okay. When, when did that happen? So, so you know, over time. So I have a car. And what I like to do is I like to take care of it. Not as often as I should, but I certainly like to take it to be maintained. The amazing thing is, all too often, we don't do the same thing with our thinking. We don't take a moment to maintain our thinking. So what I, I like to do every week is I listen to, listen to, you know, Super Soul Sundays with Oprah. I like to listen to other people talking about, they're thinking, and I recently heard uh, the practice of attitude of gratitude. And so when I think about that, it's not just for the things that I'm, I'm grateful for in my life that are, are good. It's even taking the negatives. It's taking the bad and finding the good in the bad. Uh, sometimes even when I'm dealing with, with a difficult student, I, I look at that as a life lesson. I mean, that's an opportunity for me to learn from that student about how I'm going to approach something. Um, you know, I, I've shared in this podcast, my family right now, my parents are in California, believe it or not, they actually both have cancer and we're optimistic and we're looking that they're going to find their way through this. But again, instead of looking at that as a negative, I'm looking at that as a positive. What an incredible opportunity I have to be having a conversation with them, whether it's over the phone or I'll go back out to see them in the spring, but you cherish those moments. And again, it is this, this sense of gratitude that I have and that's what I'm going to be practicing at least until the other podcast and let me tell you I think that's going to work out pretty well when Mm. we meet next time well I want to thank you guys for uh, all the the work we put into this and and the conversations we had today and I hope that our listeners out there have enjoyed this and one thing I want to really make clear is that please know that we don't take this lightly we we recognize the challenges that anxiety presents and we recognize that there are many, many people out there suffering, and we only our only intent when we have this conversation certainly isn't to make light of it. It's definitely to try to support everybody that's involved in this. So if, if you think there's something that you can relate to, if there's something you want to know a little bit more about, we continue to ask you to stick with us, um, do your own uh, digging into the three principles and how it can maybe affect you and support you through this this time. So, and again, I'd like to share our, our web address, mm-hmm. mindworksforme.com. And there you can contact Mitch, myself, or Melissa. Our, our numbers, our contact information is there. That's M-I-N-D-W-O-R-X, number for me.com. And we will be posting all of our podcasts on Facebook. So when they're on Facebook, please, again, put your comments in there, how awesome Melissa is and the best addition to the whole <laughs> podcast all around. And uh, just give us your insights. Is there something that you want us to talk about when we when we get and move forward? And, and I have to share. I mean, that yeah. is so important. Every class that we've had, one of the things that we've always been very honest about is if there is feedback, which is critical. We'll mm-hmm. take that too. We want to get better. So please let us know. Even spelling errors. Even right? spelling Even errors. Spelling yeah. errors. <laughs> so just just work with me, everybody. But thank you for coming tonight, you guys. And again, we love your feedback. Mindworksforme.com. Three principles, mind, thought, and consciousness. Have a great evening, and we love you.